This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Four, one out for the Baltimore Orioles. Baseball's best Story for the year has come to an end with 101 wins in the regular season and none in the postseason. The stat that blew me away. So I watched a little bit of baseball yesterday. I kind of watched the whole game. Uh, I mean, two days ago, the whole game yesterday. I just kind of it was on every time. Whatever is on, both the games are on. the The stat that blew me away, Phil, was the starting pitching for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Did you see exactly that right. stat? Oh my goodness! Well, I don't know which one you're referring to. I think there are a lot of them involved in their starting. The three pitching. starting pitchers. Uh, were, you know, I think the best one was one of them gave up two runs an inning and a half, but they were all giving up four and five runs and like four. How do you? How, you can't win like that playoff. That's exactly baseball. right. Yeah, it's exactly right. I think they got a total of nine innings from their starting pitchers in these three games. Um, and, you know, I mean, a criticism of Baltimore's front office was they didn't go out and get pitching uh, during the, during the, the, uh, the trading deadline. Uh, and that would have been the Achilles heel for Baltimore. And it turns out to be the case for, uh, for this series against a red-hot Rangers team. I'm not sure if it would have, you know, maybe if you would have had some, uh, if you had some Hall of Famers there on that, on that starting pitching staff, maybe it would have made too much of a difference. But the way the Rangers are hitting right now, uh, they they obviously look really, really, really good. And now they wait on the end of the uh, Astros and Twins series, which could be tonight after the Astros went up 2-1 to one yesterday. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Texas v. Houston to go to the World Series out of the American League. Two lineups, two teams that can just crush the heck out of the ball. Yeah, the Rangers could get their first World Series against their arch rival. Well, they've uh, they've been there before. They've been to the World Series, just lost to uh, yeah. lost to St. Louis. Rangers fans don't need to be reminded of that one because they were what uh, an out away from a World Championship. It, it, David Cor- Freeze, anyone? That Corey Seager is he the guy from? He played at the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and then Garcia. I mean, that dude looks like he needs to be steroid tested. After, like you know, they have a <laughs> they have a note in your locker after every game. Like he, I think he would have he should have to go in there after that game. Did you see that dude? That's not normal how he's built, man. He is he is jacked. Well, now remember, uh, Seager got over to the Rangers last year. Uh, Marcus Simeon was all, remember they rebuilt the middle of their infield for the 2022 season. And and still, I don't remember the standings, but I think they finished in last place or at least close to it. Just not a very good club. Short up their pitching this year, and it shows when you bring in Nathan Eovaldi, who, I mean, even when he wasn't quite the same with Boston, uh, man, he was re- he was great this year when they needed him to be great, and he's back to being an ace. Seven innings of one run, five hit ball, and seven strikeouts with no walks. Ton of strikes. Didn't have to go he too was long. Con- he was in control the entire game. Like this, he had good stuff the entire game. It felt that, like that's what that's what the Rangers were lacking last year. Wouldn't really the hitting. Wouldn't really bats. It was pitching. Uh, and now they've got it. And now they got uh, now they got a little time to rest. And I think after well they've won they won five straight. You know they um, they I'm sure they'd like I'm sure they'd like to see. You know, this is part of the conversation of the playoffs now because you get these teams that that finish with the top two records in each league and they get the bye. It hasn't necessarily worked out that the bye or extra rest has led to wins. I don't know if that's the reason. Look, the Dodgers, the Dodgers played in a fairly weak division this year. 
they were able to cruise a little bit towards the end. They were able to get, now they don't have a full rotation, so that's the reason that they lost. That's the reason they're losing. It's not because of the amount of rest that they got. It's that they're not a complete team. Maybe that's the reason Baltimore, you know, had their trouble here against Texas. I'm not sure if it's the rest or rust. Uh, It's the hot lineup that they were facing. It's that they didn't have battle-tested pitchers that had worked in the postseason before. Nathan Eovaldi knows what it's like to win a World Series. So I think that that carries a little bit of weight with it. So, uh, and 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 the Astros, man. That, I mean, this is this is always. I mean, it's a team that's been really good at just about every aspect of the game for a long time now. But good luck getting any any bad pitch past him. Good luck making a mistake, and Alvarez or Abreu or Altuve don't just find a way to crush it into the seats. What are they here? This is uh, eight home runs in a three game series. And uh, Alvarez and Abreu were just co- totally going off. That would be a lot of fun to watch, Astros Rangers. But uh, I wouldn't mind if um, the Twins find a way to Both. at least force a fifth game because I do. I, you know, we didn't get any of those uh, winner takes all, loser goes home games in the wild card round. I'd love to see that in the division round because those are the games that are the most fun. Yeah, game sevens, game fives, whatever the elimination games are for both teams. Uh, the Dodgers got to get the bats going. When, when, when you look at what, they, what they've been doing, they're, they're right. not swinging the bat very well. Well, if you're talking about a team that's got questions with pitching, same deal with the Braves. The way around that, if there is, really is a way around that, is to just overpower you know, them. Knock the crap out of the ball. Yeah, yeah hit the cover <laughs> off of it. They both have the kind of lineup to be able to do that. Um, you know, you got to have good pitching to win in the postseason. But you got to score runs. You have to score runs. You know, I mean, one reason, one thing the Braves did the other day was they scored just enough at the right time. You know, and and didn't get the kind of start that they needed. They got Bryce Elder going today, so we'll see. Four oh seven Braves Phillies. Um, winner gets the uh, lead in that series, and then the series will head back to Atlanta. Astros and Twins, 6.07, and the Dodgers and the D-backs at 8.07. Arizona going for a sweep in that series. Uh, Lance Lynn trying to save the uh, season or at least extend it for another day for uh, the Dodgers. You know, tomorrow we'll have Alyssa Orange on. She wasn't able to join us yesterday, so maybe we'll be talking with Alyssa Orange the day after her team gets eliminated. Who was the Dodgers pitcher that had to take a sabbatical? Was... uh, uh, he wore the glasses. It just happened like two months ago. I say sabbatical. Like he did something oh, wrong. Urias. How bad is how bad is that that the Do- the Dodgers are missing that guy right oh, now? Oh no huh? doubt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a suspension. <laughs> a sabbatical. I think would be something that's voluntary. He was uh, he was just kind of forced out for what was it? it um, domestic abuse second time. Um, I don't know if charges have come down yet, but uh, sounds like they're going to. So yeah, absolutely. It's a team that need starting pitching and that was uh, one of their better starting pitchers so absolutely um also yeah we'll have plenty of arkansas football as well midweek you'll hear from sam Pittman. well i guess the teleconference already happened today for for coach Pittman. usually gets that going about 10 40 10 30 in the morning and then a one o'clock presser with the arkansas media man and then sam Pittman live tonight which you'll hear on this station at seven o'clock I don't know how much hope you have, Phil. Uh, I know the team that they they still believe, but man, how big would that be uh, to go down to Alabama, be, being twenty point? You're three touchdown dogs. I mean, three they they're favored by three touchdowns over you, 
and, and go down there and get a victory. I mean, it's about a point for every year it's been since since we beat them down there. Uh, man, that would be cool. It really would, you know. And I don't, I don't, I don't really check those SP rankings or you know football power index too often that you find on ESPN. Uh, I would imagine that they they're giving you that tiny little uh, dumb and dumber chance. So you're saying there's a chance, you know, just because mathematics what forces if you, you to have a chance face? for anything. That's a that's a risk we were willing to take. Yeah, it was. Stay away from. Uh, I try to stay away from some of that stuff sometimes. So I never. It's funny when you watch a ball game or you know any game at all, and, and you might keep track of. Oh now now they got a 62 percent chance of winning. Uh, or you get to the eighth inning or the fifth last five minutes of a football game. And, oh, they got they get a ninety eight percent chance of winning this ball game. It's, well, oh, something might happen. Something crazy might have happened. What was the chance that Miami that Georgia Tech beat Miami within the final minute? Yeah, it, it would have been yeah. a would have been like a ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah, that that was it. That's that. I mean that that is thing you play to the final whistle, and that's that's what just blows my mind of the OC and the head coach there at Miami that you, you got to be able to count that clock. You know, you got it. That's, that's one of the things coach tells the quarterback. One of the first rules you got to know, you look at Bill, Bill Parcells quarterback commandments. One of the first commandments is you got to know the clock. You got to know down in distance. You got to know, I mean, you, you got to know that stuff. It just blew my mind. Well, it always gets me. It always gets me. So you got to have, you got to leave the mathematical possibility, the point oh 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 one percent that Georgia Tech finds a way to win in the final twenty five seconds. It's the same way I feel uh, anytime I open up the weather app and you see zero percent chance of rain. Like I've been at a ball game before where the app said zero percent chance, and you know what happened? We had a delay, and it wasn't just because of lightning. It was because of some rain. So it's like, well, I mean, maybe I don't know. They can do. On, on the Weather Channel app, can't they do a 0.5% chance? Some people pay $10 a month for, for usage on that app. You'd think that might buy you a decimal point or two. They're not always the case. We're not right. supposed to get rain till October 19th here, Phil. Are you Phil? serious? Yeah. Are you serious? We next, just had some. Next rain expected October 19th. It's something, you know, I drove over the Mississippi River to get to Ole Miss. I'm going to head back over that way when uh, tomorrow to uh, to head towards Alabama. And you re- you can tell that the Mississippi River is low. You can see it. Y'all already got places mapped out where y'all going to eat. Do y'all, do y'all have st- things like, you go, we're going to try this? Or y'all, y'all, y'all plan it or you just kind of go and get there? Well, I'm taking my daughter with me. We're going to Memphis to see a friend whose son is at St. Jude. And I've told my friend... Look, I'll bring you anything you need. He's told me a couple things he needs. He needs Gus's fried chicken. I'm going to be Absolutely. bringing him that and anything else he needs as well. Outside of that, I just want my daughter to still like me by the time the whole weekend is done. That's a little trick she for a 14-year-old. She just stays on her phone and rolls her eyes all the time. Uh, yeah, we can all roll our eyes. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Oh, you got to come prepared today. Uh, yeah, you got to come prepared today with the overbite while you're dancing, a little dice throw, mm-hmm. a little groove action today, because today is the one and only Daryl Hall's 77th birthday. Uh, John Oates is a ripe, young, 75 years old. I don't know when his birthday is. Uh, but yeah, we might, we might have a little bit of them coming back. And speaking of Hall, Grant Hall is with us here on Halftime. Usually I would throw in the term no relation after that, Grant, but I've never asked that of you before. Grant Hall, Daryl Hall, relation? No, but you know what? I'm only I'm two years younger than he is, and we one time, my wife and I saw them perform a free concert in, the, uh, in Lot 56 down there, you know, where you park for the yeah, football and sometimes yeah. basketball games. What and it was great. This? You mean at Arkansas? Oh, this, this happened at Arkansas, yeah, a free Daryl Hall concert? It was associated with Walmart somehow. You know, the Walmart week where they have the stockholders and all that, but they just they had it out there as a free concert. And I don't know, maybe it was 15, 20 years ago. But How cool. It was fun. You know, tomorrow night, Sting's coming to uh, the app, so we're looking forward to that. You're going to be there? Oh, yeah. That's outstanding, man. Well, uh, Sting can't be... I mean, he's got to be, I guess, a little younger than Daryl Hall, right? Because the, poli- the police so. and Hall and Oates kind of got popular around the same time. I think Hall and Oates a little earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, they, they've been around a while, all of them. All right. Well, uh, that's good. That's good. I, I learned something today about Northwest Arkansas. I'll, I'll never view Lot 56 the same way. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little Arkansas golf, the Stevens Cup. Uh, women's team finished sixth. Men's team finished seventh. Disappointment, success, or about what's expected? Well, uh, I'm sure both were hoping to get to that final four where they could play some match play today. But really, I mean, I saw where the men, that was their eighth best finish in a tournament in relation to par. So they just ran into a lot of other good teams there at, at a course that's not their home course. You know, Arkansas's men and women dominated here last week at uh, the uh, at the Blessings. So they've had a good fall, and now they're, they'll get ready for the spring. But uh, John Daly uh, Jr. had a – I think he was 10 under. He had a really good tournament. He's had a couple of them in a row now. How, how old is John Daly Jr.? Is he, uh, does he have the talent to, to make it on uh, the PGA Tour? You know, Matt, it's interesting. He's he's redshirted essentially two years before this one. One, you know, one's a COVID year, so mm-hmm. he still it's the first year he's really played. So I guess that would make him about twenty. Um, his dad played three years at Arkansas and then uh, turned pro early, and it's it's two totally different. You know, uh, John is I think double jointed, and he you know, he, you, know you know how far back he takes that golf club. Uh, his son takes it back. Not more. He reminds me more like a Steve Stricker swing. You know, he doesn't even go back to a parallel, really. But uh, good player and good putter. Uh, you know, got a chance. It's hard to project these college players, but uh, he's had the benefit of playing in those fathers. So he told me he thinks they're going to play the father son this year. You know, his dad's had this uh, 
uh, bout with colon cancer, but I think he's doing okay. He played last week, I think. So, and the women are great. I mean, this this Marin kid uh, is going to be here four years. Talked to her dad quite a bit last week from Columbia, and uh, she's staying before, regardless of how good she is. So that's that's good news for the women's team. I got to double check something here. You said John Daly is double jointed. Where and I mean, has he talked about this before? I was on. I was. Well, he says he tur- he takes that golf club back until he can see it out of the corner of his eye before he comes back around, which is ridiculous. Nobody else does that. No one. I've never seen anybody take it as far back, almost to the ground. And now some of the early Hogan photos, he took it back a long way too. Believe it or not. But uh, one time at, at Augusta, I was walking with John's dad. And he turned around, and it's he, almost like he could turn all the way around like an owl. So, <laughs> so I think he was double jointed too. And maybe, so maybe and, he was a, and Big John's a, a field goal kicker. I mean, a pretty good one. That's right. Yeah. He, he kicked one for fun a couple of weeks ago. You might have seen. I well, think he o- was on the high school football team though. Like he kicked, he he kicked for him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's October. You can't. It's not an owl. He he turned his neck around like the Exorcist. The little girl's <laughs> Exorcist. It's the right month. John. To <laughs> You know, John kicked one the night before he won the PGA, and what was it, 91, when was it he won it, his first PGA championship? At, uh, at Valhalla? At Crooked Stick. At Crooked Stick. Okay. And he, uh, and so he, he went to the Colts game that night and went out there and he kicked a 50 yard field goal. Bare, barefoot, too. He kicks yeah, barefoot. Yeah. It's all about long distance, no matter what he does. I mean, I would like you to know, see John Daly in a softball hitting competition. I've seen some oh, of these guys man. do like home run derbies. Yeah, it's like uh, Kevin McReynolds hit the longest golf drive I've ever seen. You know, he, he was known for prodigious baseball uh, shots. But I think uh, the one the other day, did it look to you like John kicked that left-footed? Oh, I thought it was his right foot. It was. Uh, it looked like it just up there at the high school field, yeah. But it yeah. Was, he, still, he still got it. Maybe I was looking at it backwards. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, hey... Uh, Phil, some baseball stuff for you. Um, I saw where Bruce Bochy got his 49th postseason win. That's fifth all time. And then uh, Alvarez has, what, four homers. He's got 10 since 2019 in postseason. So he's out of control. And then uh, Evaldi, I saw this interview with him in which he said he got 12 or 13 hours sleep the night before. Uh, Evaldi is six and three with a two point seven zero in postseason. Uh, so I guess that's the secret, kids: is uh, get twelve or thirteen hours sleep if you can before. Billy Napier brought that. Grant Billy Napier brought that up. I think it was yesterday or 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 Monday in his in his weekly press conference about things that they're trying to feed. You know, but Florida has been good at home, not good on the road, and so that you know he's. Ch- I don't know if he's blaming it on sleep. That's just their next. That's their next. You know, thing they're trying to fix it with. Yeah, why sleeping I think they've more. lost. Uh, yeah, twelve of the last thirteen on the road or something, and uh, so they're going to try to change up the pregame stuff. Do anything that's always change a losing game, right? Seager's got fourteen postseason home runs. Uh, not Bob Seager, but the guy that uh, <laughs> that plays for Texas. And uh, man, Bochy's just got a he's got a good luck charm or something. He those years, those three he won with the Giants and. Uh, He's 68 years old, I think, and of course he he walks with that limp, but he's still uh, young in heart and mind. Oh, I love Bochi. I think wasn't his nickname Buckethead when he played when he played in the big leagues. He had he literally had the biggest head in the game. He had um, so for years. <laughs> I think he made, he caught with the Padres, 
and I think he was traded, and they couldn't find, there was no other helmet to fit his freaking head. So he actually took his Padres helmet to the next team, and they spray painted it. He was like the only guy that ever had to do this before. Like I think his, nick, his nickname was Buckethead. It's like Tom Rathman for the 49ers. His head, helmet was so big he had to wear two helmets on his head. Yeah. But he's also, <laughs> but he's also Grant, he's also a great manager. I mean, aside from the jokes about the size of a guy's head, the San Francisco Giants had never won a World Series before he took over. Now they've won three. The Texas yeah. Rangers have never won a World Series. Not to say they're going to this year, but they look like they've got a good shot at least to get there. You know, they thought they had the one in 2011. In fact, I was sitting in St. Louis in game six with, with, amid some Rangers fans in center field, and I was getting ready to go congratulate them, you know, and then David Freeze did his heroics in the eighth and tenth innings. Lo and behold, they got to game seven, and Carpenter beat them the next night, and so they're still uh, after it. But, uh, you know, I looked at Bochy's uh his playing statistics the other day and he played like nine years and I think the most games he ever played was about 55 or 60 in a, in a year just really a you know kind of a lightly kind of a backup catcher I guess that's true but yeah, uh, yeah. that's exactly true and you know so much so often we'll think about the the catchers that made their mark as managers in the major leagues and you know, like you think of Joe Torrey Torrey also played third base he didn't he never backed up Torrey was a really good major league player but you're right. Bochi was like a career backup um, who has uh, who's turned himself into. Uh, I would say he's a, he's a managerial legend. If you've won three World Series, Grant, chances are you're you're going yeah. to the Hall of Fame as a skipper. I think so. Uh, you know, Torrey at uh, 362 for the Cardinals one year. It's kind of an ama- amazing stat when you look at averages today. Of course, they didn't. Uh, no, everybody wasn't playing up the middle back then to rob base hits. So, all right. Let's see if uh, if you're trying to if you're trying to end streaks of of some sort. How does Arkansas end a 16 game losing streak to Alabama when nobody's giving you a chance? I will say this: like the last time nobody gave Arkansas a chance to win, it was on the road at LSU, and they came pretty close in that game. No moral victories, as far as we're concerned. This feels like a little bit of a different animal than two weeks ago in Baton Rouge, though. Sam Pittman said Monday, Monday, I think we can play with anybody. Um, he said last time down there was a seven-point game. Uh, I, someone asked me at the golf course yesterday, well, Arkansas has got to play a perfect game pretty much. But at what at what point, guys, is enough enough? 16 straight games. Uh, you know, like I saw this stat today in the, in the battle for the little brown jug, Minnesota has beaten – Michigan, no, excuse me. <laughs> Michigan has beaten Minnesota uh, forty-three of the last forty-seven games. Well, that's not a rivalry anymore. That's just a game on the schedule. And you look at the, but Matt, I mean, Arkansas has turned it around with Tech. Arkansas has beat Texas five of the last seven times, I think. And you would have never thought that when it was fifty-five to twenty or whatever the rivalry was. So uh, maybe you know these things can change. Saban can't coach forever, can he? He'll be 72 on Halloween, I saw. So, uh, you know, but I mean, no one gives Arkansas a chance. I saw they went from 20-and-a-half to 19-and-a-half underdog today. So maybe somebody uh, saw something. But uh, I, I think that this is a better Arkansas team than this schedule gauntlet they've gone through would, would lead people to think. I mean, they, they've played close on three of these games, really. So um, who knows? 
That's that's what I kind of asked Phil yesterday. And and yeah, I think we're going to have to play a good game, but that's okay. We we know that we're going to have to play a really good game on offense and be be more consistent and 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 have a little momentum. Um, th- that being said, we're you know Grant, we're not getting blown out. We're we're keeping it close. We're it's not. I think we're closer than what what maybe the outside media is giving us credit for. It's not like we're getting beat forty five to six every week. Yeah, it was a seven-point game last week, and the disappointing part of that was you led in the fourth quarter and couldn't hold it. And as well as the defense played, you know, there was that 150-yard touchdown drive where they, they went pretty quickly through Arkansas. But for the most part, I mean, the defense, I think, has played really well this year uh, to the point where people are starting to talk up uh, our the Arkansas's defensive coordinator as a possible head coach. Oh, absolutely. He's a head coach candidate. I I hope he stays here for another year and and we get some offensive linemen, get this figured out and and have a a good year next year. The thing, though, is as good as the defense has played and as good as they were against Ole Miss, and you pointed it out, you know, they did have the lead late against Ole Miss, but by that point, they were down to some second and third stringers because of injuries. Uh, Right. You know, I worry about that. They're going to be down to some of those same guys to start this Saturday against Alabama. Yeah, Sam mentioned five guys on the five new ones, I guess, on the injured list Monday. Now, two of those I saw have practiced. Uh, probably the others can't play, and I'm not even sure those two can. But I think you've got some concussion protocol in there and so forth. But uh, you know, Sam didn't Sam once famously said, "All we uh, all we need is what we got," or "All, all we what was that phrase he said? All we have is all we need." I think that's what he said. So. It'll be kind of like that uh, when they go to Alabama. And, you know, who knows? Maybe the 11 o'clock, maybe they'll miss their wake-up call for a change. I didn't think Ole Miss played very well last week, you know, up to their potential. And so that, you know, you could have taken advantage of that. You didn't. And now then uh, this Alabama team, statistically, there are about three glaring categories where they're not very good. You know, they've given up sacks, as Arkansas has. And they're down the list and some things they aren't usually. So uh, right now it looks to me like Alabama against Georgia again and, you know, for the championship with, with Georgia probably a pretty heavy favorite if, if things kind of continue the way they are. Yeah, I mean, it, it is trending in that direction. There's no doubt, Grant. And, um, yeah, you know, I, one thing I'm expecting and uh, – our segment coming to an end here. And, you know, I think Saban's going to take their field goals when they get the chance. I think he's going to trust his defense. They've only gone for one fourth down this year. I think he'll be happy to play field position if it just uh, if it does come down to that. Uh, yeah, and Arkansas's got a great kicker too. That, that's one thing that'd be nice to <laughs> you know if he had a chance for a game winner at some point. Grant Hall, you make my dreams. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on today. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. 
Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey & Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Hall & Oates music has been described in a genre as pop rock, dance rock, adult contemporary, soft rock. My favorite is it's been referred to as blue-eyed soul, which really it. means white guy soul music. I got a bruise on my thigh right now because I was just slapping it just like boom. Yeah, boom. that music slaps. It's got a beat. It's got a beat. That song definitely slaps. It was another number one for Hall & Oates here on Daryl yeah. Hall's 77th birthday. Like Foreigner, Toto, like that Yacht Rock. Would you put Hall & Oates in that type of stuff? Or Yeah, some of it. I don't know if I'd put mo- those bands. Those bands are more rock. I don't, and, you know, rock. Hall & Oates kind of floats between a few genres. because they've been folksy, soul, though, huh? They've yeah. been in R&B. They've yeah. been in rock. Yeah, they... they they um I don't know if I'd ever put like foreigner Steely Dan or, and Fleetwood Mac are they more that, are they more in that 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 genre kind of you float think between it I yeah. think they kind of float between Genesis maybe a little bit yeah maybe not the prog rock yeah. necessarily maybe maybe later Genesis you could put them in they were probably in some of the same charts I know they were in some of the same charts Sting and the Sting and Phil Collins for uh, Grand Hall yeah that's right well you know my Man, addiction to the Casey some shows. Yeah, we learned from Grant earlier, Clay, that uh, Daryl Hall performed a free concert at Lot 56 for a Walmart event once. And he's going to a Sting concert tomorrow. That's right. I wish I'd have been there. I wish I'd have been there, too. Let's go to Charlie, who's uh, giving us a call on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Good afternoon, Charlie. How are you? I'm great. So, I was talking to Christian about all these nicknames. We got... Big C, C unit. We got Slim. No, cross Big C off your list. That one doesn't exist anymore. Okay. No longer. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, all right. just see unit now. Yep. Have, is it filled the thrill? Is that right? Is that what you were going it, with, it, Matt? Well, we, we, we had we had a fish city fill going. Uh, we had a couple other options. Tuna, what are you what are you thinking, man? I, I think I like I like P I like P, I like P Diddy. P, P Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got something to do with Phil's sarcasm. I mean, it's so good that it's great that it's funny. Uh, to me, I've always enjoyed it. I, if we get and we like, got like, for like me, Sour not, Patch Kid, Sour <laughs> P, yeah, that is a good a Sour P. I can, I could, I could work with that there one. There you go. But again, you, I can't choose my own. It's not up to you. It's not up to you. Not, you don't get to pick. It's up to these guys. I can have an opinion, but it, it won't yeah, really have, have much opinion. to do with, with the final. <laughs> you can score. ask us to get off the show. <laughs> well, we got the uh, you know Clay is uh, fisherman Clay, but I you know I got my own personal thing. They've been go greatest of all time but I always like to tell oh him. you're nice but, but that's not a nickname but, yeah <laughs> but what would what would we do i just want to know real quick before i get away i said what would we nickname ty i mean you know what would his nickname be phil ty, I, mean, I think it should be ty Dye. false <laughs> samson <laughs> yeah <that's funny. laughs> yeah y'all right uh, clay I, I was gonna point out something that you talked about and i you're making a great point. It's really difficult to call plays as a play caller when teams are, like you said, they're able to sit their safeties that far back and you can't get a run game going. Now, uh, and, and that hadn't been the case with this team the last few years. If teams are going to play their safeties that far back, I mean, we've been able to get pretty decent positive yardage the last few years until we got down in the goal line area where we struggled at. But, yeah, nobody really, nobody, and, and I saw this last year when he would go out. 
uh, and then two years ago, we had the, the luxury of when he did go out with that bad back, Ty Clary came in to bowl game and played great right tackle. But Dalton Wagner was underappreciated, undervalued. Absolutely. 100% he, he was. And, you know, you would watch him, and he's 6'8", gangly looking, and he doesn't look like he's covering any ground. Same, same thing when Matt ran. You just didn't know he was going that fast. He's so, so long. The was unbelievable. Uh, but Dalton could get a push at right tackle. They could run. If you got a dominant right tackle with a right-handed quarterback and then you're running RPO stuff, um, but they just don't have that right now. And, um, you know, I, Ricky Stromberg played as a young true freshman, 265 pounds. He got knocked around. He never missed an yep. assignment, played hard. And eventually, you know, he kind of filled out. But he wasn't a great player as a true freshman, but we could kind of hide him at right guard. You cannot hide at right tackle. There's so nobody bad. out there on, on the edge. There's nobody to help you. You know, at right guard, okay, I can chip with the center. I can help with the right tackle. I can trade off. I can do – I mean, Patrick Kudis is, is going to be a good player. He's He's got the same type feed and ability – uh, but he's learning. You know, he makes a wrong step. He looks inside. They, they they stem, and it's not his man anymore. And then all at once, the guy's off the edge. And then you got the same thing going over there with Chambly. I, I guarantee you, those guys are have value and are going to be good players. They're just not th- that yet. And it and it's yeah, we, the fact that you got both of them out there at tackle right now. Everything kind of gr- grinds to a screeching halt. It's like, and it's like you said, going into the year, you made the point. To be honest with you, those were the two most important positions that this team had Without to answer. Uh, That's where I watched it. my practices, and I, and used like, of course, I didn't see any scrimmages. I just saw practices, and you know, until you scrimmage, you don't really know. But it was telling yeah. when they would talk in scrimmage that the defensive ends were dominating. Yeah, and and these defensive ends are pretty good. Uh, Jeff Coat. Had an unbelievable game against Ole Miss, and they did everything to slow him down. But they've got some plays that they they let their tackles try to handle him solo, and they couldn't do it. No, yeah, he's our best one-on-one pass rusher for sure. Man, before I get off, Trey, Clay, I think you made another good point about our receivers. I think there was a stat on the TV that said, you know, a lot of our passes are contested. And a lot of that has to do with off the lack of run gain. And I don't know if these receivers, that may be fast, straight line speed, but I don't know if we're, you know, necessarily getting the type of separation that we consistently need to get. I mean, change of direction I, isn't there. Absolutely. It's a different type of thing. Anyways, y'all have a good one. Thanks, Charlie. Also, look at, I mean, look, you brought both of their names earlier. I mean, Ricky Stromberg and Dalton Wagner are, are on NFL rosters. I mean, that's who you had. They're not starting, but they're on NFL rosters. That's who you Terrific had center players and right in tackle the last year. You lost Luke Jones. Um, I think Luke just kind of started his life. But, man, I mean, it felt to me, Clay, like the plan would have been for Tykeus Crawford to step up into the right tackle position for this year. I mean, he played guard in the bowl game. He's a big-time recruit, and um, it, just hasn't, it just hasn't worked it hasn't out worked. in that way. It has hasn't not worked, worked out at all. And, yeah, in – you know, I think he may have lost his confidence with what Perkins did to him. And, and, you know, he had to play last year against LSU. 
and um, Perkins toyed with him. And I mean, that's that's not a crime. Uh, I do not know why LSU doesn't put him on the edge all the time. I, I, I don't get it. Maybe he's undersized at 215 or whatever, but he he changed that game. And, you know, Crawford was, you know, was kind of tasked with tracking him, and, boy, he just kind of slid around him in the blink of an eye three or four times. We, we wondered about is there – you know, you don't. You're. You're. It's, it feels like you're down to like seven offensive linemen right now because of of injuries or just players not being ready well, to be out there. And, and I want. I, I would imagine a Marion Harris is one of those seven. You know, he's dressing. He's there with the team. Not quite ready. Yeah, but, not quite but, ready. But it's another one of those not quite ready situations. And we're, yeah. you know, it sounds so like we're kind of when you're watching over these first six weeks, you get the sense there's a lot of not quite ready up at well, that position. Well, they've got plenty that are ready to play guard. They got no tackles. Yeah, that's different. That's a different animal, isn't it? It is a in, in left tackle is is a it is a specialty position now. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs, whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Sam Pittman live. Be at the Catfish Hole tonight, 7 o'clock. Chuck, coach. We got it all. Yeah, got a lot going on today, including some college football games. Uh, it is uh, October. That means in on a Wednesday, you can have Conference USA College Football. Uh, yesterday, Jacksonville State improved to 5-1 and one by beating Middle Tennessee 45-30. to 30. I wonder, is Jacksonville State in that situation where they're not eligible because of uh, being a new Division One team? Florida State beat Florida International. Oh, that was last week. I'm looking at last week's Wednesday games. Florida International is playing on Wednesday every week this month. Every single week this month, FIU, which is Arkansas's uh, second-to-last game of the year which will be on a Saturday. Every game this month, they're playing on a Wednesday. In fact, it looks like Conference USA the whole month playing on a Wednesday. What channel, is that an ESPN deal, you think? Because it's got to be, uh, I mean, there's people watching those games. It looks like they've got a dual deal because ESPN2 is carrying UTEP versus FIU, both those teams winless in Conference USA action. CBS Sports Network, 8 o'clock, carries Sam Houston and New Mexico State. Sam Houston's 0-5. New Mexico State 3-3. Three and three. And Sounds to me like a game the hardcores will watch. I watched a little bit of FIU last week uh, when they lost to New Mexico State with that 17-point fourth quarter. I don't know how much I'm going to be putting Conference USA on. I mean, if you're, you want to play college football, you want to play college football. But do you really want to play on a Wednesday just for the exposure's sake to kind of get you away from Saturday? 
when not many people, I guess, will be watching Conference USA on television. Because if you need the football fix, there it is. It's on for you tonight. Don't even have an NFL game to worry about. I guess it's good for the conference, Matt. But if you're a player, I mean, do you want to play on Wednesday? Well, your heavy work days are going to be Saturday and Sunday. Because, you know, if you're doing that all week, you got to change the whole schedule of how you practice. I I mean, you don't have class. uh, But nowadays, I don't really know how much these kids are going to class anymore anyways. That's true. So if you play on Wednesday, your recovery day... Is Thursday. Thursday, Fridays. You, you, some coaches will come in the next day, and then you get that next day to recover. Some coaches don't. They they give you the next day off, the the very next day off to get because so, you have to go in and get an ice tub after a game. So then, when everybody else is playing on a Saturday, well, most everybody else is playing on a Saturday. What are you doing then? I mean, that's a heavy practice day. You don't even get a chance to watch. That's what install. else is going on across the nation? That's install. You're you're installing to to what's going on. How quick. What, did you see that double reverse pass that they they threw to the tight end in both those NFL games uh, last week? One of them was in the morning game, and then one of them was in the afternoon game. I wonder how quick that was, or if they both were planning to run those uh, on the same day. Did you see wild. these? Did you see these plays, Clay? That match referring to? Not sure. I did. Hmm. I didn't see those ones, but those ones stood out to you, didn't they, Matt? Well, they, they, they ran a double reverse play, and you, what you'll do is you'll usually see it the next week. Like okay. when you see somebody run a play, you'll see it the next week. This one was like the noon game they did it, uh, and then the very next game. They did same spot in the field. It's a shot play around the 38, 43-yard line. Everybody has your shot plays that you run that and get lost with your eyes. It's, it's a pretty cool little play. And now every time Arkansas lines up for a field goal, um, inside the 40, I'm sort of like, watch out for the, watch out for the fake. It's worked once. Last time Arkansas went into uh, Tuscaloosa, they pulled off a fake, but that was a fake punt. Uh, and it took, you remember this play too, Clay, right? It took a tremendous catch by Blake Kern. Wasn't he coming over the middle and Reed Bauer threw it a little bit? Circus catch. Yeah. Circus catch. Wasn't a yeah. great throw, but it was an amazing catch. Yep. Yeah, it was... Uh... A wonderful play, but he was open. Yeah, it's uh, you don't expect your punter to throw it perfect, so you better be ready for a great catch. Speaking of punting, you know, here's one area, at least, you know, on average, where uh, Alabama has struggled a little bit on punt coverage. 17 yards allowed per punt return. Thing is, opponents only have four punt returns for the year. Now, we don't know about this situation with their punter, and I would think this. This Alabama team will punt more often than the recent Alabama teams, and I think the stats play that way out. It's not the same sort of yeah, offense. Reichert is not a bad punter, though. Right. That's the thing. Reichert punted previously in his career, so just the fact that he's a, a field goal kicker that's coming to punt now with Burnup Hurt doesn't mean that he's no good because he has punted. He has punted before, just not the length that Burnup. But he might give you a line drive. Might might get Isaiah Satania a, can, a chance. And I Smith got one on him, didn't he? Uh, yeah, that's right. And they, we I'll, know about that pretty well, don't we? I'll punt the coverage. And it was the Lions did it in the in the early game, and then the 49ers did it to the Cowboys okay. in, the, in the second game. <laughs> yeah, game. they yeah. sure did. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk about the explosive plays. We wonder where the explosive plays for Arkansas offensively. I'll tell you where you've had a chance for some explosiveness. It's on kick returns, and it's because of Isaiah Satania. Uh, Satania is the best returner in the conference, at least by average. Now, I mean, and they, I, I put Anaya Smith up against anybody. 
but I, I think I might put Isaiah Satania. I'd give him the too. I'd just hold him, on to the ball a little more. Well, he'd get the green light if he's four yards deep in the end zone. You say that's that's you know you put your heels somewhere about just the, like Joe Adams yet. Yeah, you, you know you're like, hey man, if you want it and we got it, this is this gives us you know percentage wise, you're right. It gives us a chance to have an, an explosive play because we have to find a way to get some more explosive. That's, play. That, that's how they're going to win a game like this. They're they're. They're not going to line up and just, like, win it with their offense. It's going to have to be defense gets you some points, get some maybe. Return a kickoff either to a touchdown or to the other side of midfield. Yeah, Yeah. picture it. It's just like stop stop Alabama at their own 25-yard line a couple times. Give Satania a chance to return a punt from the 30 or the 35 or the 40. And Bingo. this year, look, they're going to punt. It's not against Saban's idea to punt. He, if he, This year, they might have to be a little bit more about field position than they've been previously. There might be an open window at least to surprise them a couple of times. Yeah, and you get into the fourth quarter and it's a game, then, then KJ might say, man, here we go. That's all you can hope for, and that's that's what we were talking about earlier this week. Clay is is agreed. It's, it's not forty two to six type of games. We we have games where it's a single possession game, and I, I it was it was like the BYU game. If the penalties didn't happen, or didn't we have two offensive linemen go out with leg cramps, and you had to you're making changes? Yeah, you just well, knew he was going to lead us down and score a touchdown. Yeah, and you did things to hurt. You know, it's penalties, two short punts. You know, they're, they're just there's all these things that that add, add up, up. Yep. and you you can't afford any of that against a team the stature of Alabama. Plus, you're on the road. Um, the one thing I will say is this team probably shouldn't be scared of the road. They 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 they've they've lived there. They know they know where the airport is. It's for sure. Uh, thank goodness this whole stretch is coming to an end, though. You know the the whole conversation leading brutal, into the season. Brutal. You know, you should be looked at. It should be looked into. Like that, there there shouldn't be a team that has to do that. It's yeah, but I agree. part of it is is the is the Texas A and M deal, and then the other part is you 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 play a game in Little Rock. So there, there's yeah, two home games you. that you lost, and one of them is in the middle of this streak. So you did it to yourself, and um, the you can't do it, and it's just and that's why. I don't care. I've got a lot of friends in the Dallas area and Arlington. They're like, no, we got to have this game. It just, it can just kill your season. It can kill your schedule because of where it is and the contract. You know, it's like, well, if it was at the end of the year or something else, then it wouldn't be like that. But it, can, you can't have that game. And then the Little Rock game is is another whammy because it's it's a road game too. Now, I grew up in Little Rock. I, you know, I've got my emotional ties to that but it all lined up this year to be a bad schedule absolutely you know and i mean i agree to a point about about with the a&m game that they do that the team does it to themselves but they didn't schedule the other three games and i yeah, understand but you have no control over right those you have no three. control over that but if somebody in the sec office that's making this schedule and be like well Look at what look at what look at what this team is is up against here. And then I don't know if that person who's doing the scheduling might look at the other leagues because I did and there's not a single team in the country, not one that well, played four straight games away from their home stadium. 
So that's on the SEC scheduler yeah. as well. Don't do so, it next year. Don't so do it to Arkansas be, next just, year, please. Let's just let's just call it the way it is. That guy was a turd. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like the person that's making that schedule. Look at this. I mean, he he, he saw it. He looked at it, and he pressed send. He I mean, absolutely how, did. He knew exactly yeah. what that schedule looked like, and he knew it looked like no other schedule in the entire league. And if he, if he the put country. five minutes of effort into it, he would have been able to see that not a single NFL team does that. This. Not a single college football team has been asked to do that. And yet Arkansas was told yep. to do it, and yet our conversation leading into this season is if you find a way to make it through that four-game stretch yep. with one win and nobody gets really, really hurt. Well, you don't have a one yep. win yet in that stretch, and the team got banged up against Ole Miss, and now you're going into a physical matchup against Alabama. Yeah, and then Hunter calls him, and he, he gives him the middle finger. I mean, he's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you got Sorry, I got graphic there. It's okay. We get graphic every once in a while. In the middle of the day, the kids are at school. We're all right. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.